Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pa, pa, pa. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney. Say what? It's the return of the Ripley's Odyssey. It's a Christmas tradition now, I think. As much so as watching uh, Dinner at One, if you live in Germany. Dinner mm. for One, rather. Yeah. Uh, or the Bross documentary, if you live in Britain. Mm. Um, it's the deep dive into the Ripley's, believe it or not, annual yearbook, call it what you will. It's the 2021 edition, which we've both purchased uh, at great expense to ourselves in order to entertain you, you cunts. Um, I actually, I, I would say this. I mean, I owe nothing to Sir John Ripley, right, or the publisher of this book, or it's published mm. by Sir John Ripley. They've got it all sewn up. In-house. They own oh. the means of production too. <laughs> we don't know them anything, but I would say, that I can't remember how much this cost, but it was I was stunned by how inexpensive it was when you compare it to the amount of content. I would say yeah. content, um, what would you call it, content per pound? Content right? quarter, I don't know. Yeah. Quotient. Pro- Probably superior to any other book available on Amazon. Wow. No, but think about it. Every page in Ripley's Believe It or Not has something that will literally yeah. make you go, wow. Well, uh, I will say the Elton John book is now out in paperback and that's only about three ninety nine now. That's, so. up, that's up there. That's up there. I would admit that. I was going to say if, that's probably the only book I've ever read that's comparable yeah. to Ripley's Believe It or Not. In yeah. terms of... I'm not saying quality, although we have gone on record before saying Elton John's book is the best book ever written, right? Mm-hmm. But everyone's got their own tastes, and some books have they, they might mean more. It might have it might be the poetic use of language or the insight to the human condition or the human heart, right? Yeah. Those things are all great, and perhaps that's a good reason to read a book. But if you're just talking about stuff, pure stuff. <laughs> Then Ripley's is hard to beat for that money, for that for, for a price like that, you're not mm. going to get more stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I I don't know what's in it. I don't know what's in it compared to last year. Will it have, you know, Mate, will it have this? Everything that goes into this book has to pass a fairly rigorous, believe it or not, test. Right? Yeah, but how much of it's going to be new is what the, I'm about to say. The editor says the editor, right? Like Sir John. Ripley himself. Sir John like, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Believe it yeah. or not. He's like, 
there's a very exclusive sweet spot in yeah. our book and indeed our empire of believe it or not emporiums all across mm. the globe. And this is where it is. The Guinness Book of Records has things that are extraordinary, yes, but they are believable. They exist within the realm of rational thought. Mm. Nothing in the Guinness Book of Records is going to make you almost question the validity or the reality of what's happened, right? And on the other hand, you've got books of fiction like the Bible, right, or Moby Dick. And you know yeah. these are just the products of a man's imagination. They're flummerdiddle. They're fictitious. They're madness, right? Uh. We know that and we suspend our disbelief. What Ripley's Believe It or Not does is sit in the hinterland between those two genres. Hinterland. I like that. The it's hinterland, right? Because you are not sure. Anything that goes into our book has to make someone doubt themselves. Is this yeah. true or is it not true? Or to put it another way, do I believe it? Do you believe or it? Or do I not do believe you, it? Or do you believe it not? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and that is what is so unique about Ripley's <laughs> Believe It or Not. That's what no we'll be asking book. ourselves. And and that and that's that is how they filter the stuff that goes into this book, and they're very, mm-hmm. very serious and strict about it. And that's how you know before you've even opened a new edition that everything in there is gonna be make you go, fuck, fucking hell. Yeah. Which would also be a good title for this book, Ripley's Fucking Hell. Fucking hell. No way. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see for ourselves over the next mm. few episodes. Uh, we've got the random page generator here, uh, which is going to tell us which page to look at first. And I'm going to press the button. Page 106, Sam. Page 106 of 245. Fucking hell. Contents of purest... Purest pages of purest content. And on one... Whoa, what a start! 106, three words. At the top left of the page, matchstick dodge charger. Yes. And we're and we starting off, off to a flyer. It says, Ripley's exhibit, catalogue number 173119. Uh, matchstick dodge charger. A two-thirds size scale model of the iconic Fast and Furious Dodge Charger made entirely out of matchsticks. Entirely from fucking matchsticks, Sam. Created um, created by Patrick Acton, it says here, who has created all the things on this page. We'll, we'll look at the other ones in a minute. Do you but, think people um, like Patrick Acton set about these tasks uh, to create these extraordinary things motivated by being in Ripley's? So they don't think, I'm going to do this because mm. it's of value in itself. They think, I am going to create something that can get me into next year's Ripley's. It's got to be a factor, isn't it, when you start mm. thinking of these sort of things. You've got to think, what What am I going to do tomorrow, thought Patrick Acton. And then he thought, I'm going to try and do something that's going to get me into Ripley's Believe It or Not. So I need to think big. Mm. I need to get someone somewhere thinking, fuck off. A fucking, the car from Fast and Furious made out of fucking matchsticks. Go fuck yourself. There's no way I believe that. Or do I? Do I believe it? Only possible if it's going to be two thirds sized. Mm. Not full size. That's not possible. Um, no I've never seen that. any of the Fast and Furious films, Sam. No, no, I, 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 but 
I promised myself a binge one of these days. One of these days I will snap and I will watch every fucking one of them. And I believe there's about a hundred, right? Yeah. I will watch all of them in order. Yeah. And And they will be fucking magnificent. I bet they are fucking great. It's a rare, uh, you know, it's one of those film franchises where it's it's beyond my comprehension why I haven't seen it because I think yeah. Fast and Furious looks like a film franchise that has got the lot, mm-hmm. and yet I've never got. When you say to the lot, it. you mean car chases. It's got car chases. It's got. I believe. I mean, I don't know, but there's there's. I think there's flying cars. Yeah. Um, I know there's one where it's The Rock and Jason Statham. Right. against each other so that's obviously a good that one that sounds fantastic doesn't and it? there's yeah. one called Past and Furious Tokyo Drift I always oh. remember that because that's a really good name for a film I mean I don't know Fast what Tokyo and Furious Drift in is. Japan I don't know what Tokyo my veins, Drift as the is, but say. It, yeah I really want to see that one but I, I think I'll watch them all in order at the moment I'm watching yeah. all the Star Wars films in order not in order of release but in order of the actual narrative S- story order yeah yeah me and the kids watching that. Good. And the kids over the years have worn me down and made me now truly believe, and I, I do believe this, that the prequels are the best films. They're better than the mm. original ones. Wow. Because they've just got better stories than that. Okay, well, even the second one, it's all about trade federations. and Yeah, like- I love it all. It's, it's, it makes more... like the, the, the first ones are quite babyish. They're just like baby yeah. films. But right. like the ones like Star Wars and Return Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, but the original ones are like proper fucking vast complex mm. stories that, but also have loads of fucking mad lightsaber fights in them and starship battles. Okay. So yeah, anyway, I might that, that doesn't get us anywhere. But I, th- I think this is going to be a Fast and Furious Christmas. We're recording this before Christmas, so mm. we can have time off to watch the Fast, Fast and, and Furious, Furious series. Um, we, I mean, uh, keep an eye because we may live broadcast ourselves watching every single in a marathon with no sleep watching every <laughs> single Fast and Furious film in, yeah, in order like thing. over the Christmas <laughs> period just drinking loads and loads of coffee we might have already done it by the time we're talking about this now but this is um, yeah this is a matchstick Dodge Charger done by uh, your man Patrick Acton it looks great um, it's kind of hard to tell what two thirds size would look like. It's going to be big, but not an actual car. I'm rambling at this point, but I'm just I'm just mesmerised by it. There's, so there's other matchstick stuff on this spread, mate. I mean, we're doing the, the listening yeah, yeah. disservice now. This this, this mad cunt um, as Patrick Acton, he's been fucking busy because if I if I made one two thirds size scale model of the car out Fast and Furious out of matchsticks, that me 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 done. I'll be like, that's it. That is my yeah. greatest matchstick modelling achievement. Mm-hmm. Few people are going to beat that. I'm convinced it's enough to get me into next year's Ripley's. That's me and matchsticks done. done, right? But he's but, got a whole, a whole double page spread, hasn't he? But he hasn't stopped. He's thought, right, that's done. Now I'm going to recreate Minus Tirith, which is from J.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. Right, yeah. Uh, and he has built it out of more than 420,000 matchsticks, 24,000 domino-sized wooden blocks, and mm. 10 gal, that's 38 litre, of wood glue. Right. Uh, it says there, 
24,000 domino-sized wooden blocks. That's that's jumping out at me, given that the title of the piece is Matchstick Minus Tirith. Mm. He's used wooden blocks as well. Is that Cheating. allowed? Cheating. Bit cheaty. Also, fucking you, out. I tell you, you what, the only way I'm going to hit my deadline on this, he said, he's like, I mean, the matchstick thing, of course. Of course, it's, it's you're predominantly supposed to be a matchstick uh, structure. And she's going, oh, hang on a minute. What do you mean predominantly? It's supposed to be matchstick. It's black and white. You're either making a matchstick minus truth or you're not. The thing is, <laughs> I am never going to hit the deadline that I have set myself to get into Ripley's if I do every last bit using matchsticks. What I'm saying is some of the larger spaces could simply be filled with domino-sized pieces of wood. Uh, The the domino blocks are mostly the interior and the foundations, so they're not visible to the public eye, but they're an integral part of it. It could not exist without the wooden blocks. I'm sorry. You could either have this thing as it is, or you could have just a pile of sticks. Well, I'm it's just saying, I don't, I don't know whether Ripley's will look sympathetically on this. Because if you just say, if you've added different bits of wood that aren't matchsticks, you have no longer made a matchstick structure. You have made a wooden structure, which is less exceptional. <laughs> it's less likely to make anyone say, believe it or don't believe it not. <laughs> <laughs> At least they've given us the full facts. I mean, I think this is the third piece that he's done, and he's just got pissed off by the end. Question, can you buy what you would describe as modelling matchsticks, or as he had to buy loads of matches and then snip the sofa bit off the end. Don't yeah. I yeah, I mean these don't have the flammable bits on. They the don't best, you'd see which them, is you? the, the, the sexy bit of the match. The fun bit. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. How do you dispose of them safely? Do you set fire at them? <gasps> Did you use that genie boxes of matches when you were a kid? Where no, you, don't you, remember ta- that. you take one match strike it, and then you throw it in to the box and close the box. Genie. (laughs) And then nothing happens for a while. And then suddenly some smoke comes out, and you're like, whoa. And then suddenly, all at once, all of the match heads catch around. It goes, bang! Genie, mate. Every night is fireworks night. Matches are less of a thing. I mean, they they were a huge part of our youth, weren't they, matches? Our, our lives, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, I've never played with matches because I was told not to. So mm. that's why I didn't do the genie thing. Mm. But uh, but they were everywhere. Yeah. Te- they, I mean, I, I, it was a daily I, temptation, wasn't it, lying yeah. in your path? I remember there was um, a power strike in about 78, 79. Yeah. And we had power cuts in the evenings and we all existed by candlelight i've told you before you know you come down from from bed on a morning and you tell your alexa to play some music for you when i was a kid we had to light the fire Fucking before we did anything that involved matches matches what sort of matches, matches did matches you have those everywhere. long cooks matches you know the ones i mean the yeah. extra long ones yeah i do i do now for um for lighting a barbecue with but did you yeah. light your morning fire with those ones or did you just have no, normal just standard, swanvestas just sta- yeah just standard ones yeah the, weren't there ones with a, an, an old sort of sailor dude on the cover or am i imagining that uh yeah were they were they players were they called yeah. players players matches and there was also the, the ones that had uh, a trivia question on the back usually about football yeah and in order to get the answer you had to write off. It was a PO box address, <laughs> right. and it would like say, it, it would say, how many caps did Stanley Matthews get for England, for example? And it would say, to get the answer, write the stamp addressed envelope. To you know what? Blah, 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 I'm going to fucking boxes. do that because <laughs> I reckon, 
I reckon it's 90, right? <laughs> 90 or thereabouts. But I'm not sure. Let's find out. I've got I've got no other way of finding out. This is 1979. Oh, it does right not exist off. as yet. I'm going to fucking write off and find this out once and for all. I'm going to spend four pence on a second class stamp. Oh, get us some matches. Are you going to shop? Get us some matches and get us... Hey, get us the ones with the trivia questions on. I'm bored. (laughs) I'm going to read the fucking question. I'm going to write my answer, send that off, and then I'm going to genie the rest of the box. That'll pass some time. That'll pass some time before fucking Nationwide starts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a fucking technician strike. It's not even on. Fuck. (laughs) Get a, oh, fucking hell, I'll have to... I don't know what I'll do. I'll have to read the cereal box as well. <laughs> reread that, reread the back fucking, of the fucking Rice Krispies box. I'll have to start making a model car out of matchsticks. <laughs> oh, no, I've burnt them all. Um, the other thing he's done there is a matchstick International Space Station. Yeah, that's good. Uh, again, built entirely from matchsticks. No mention of wooden blocks there. So he'd obviously done that one before he got bored. And did the Lord of the Rings one. I think the Lord of the Rings one was probably commissioned by some wankers who were into Lord of the Rings. Uh, the other yeah. two feel like hobby projects. <laughs> I do some me. commercial stuff, contract stuff on the side just to cover my costs, you know. I mean, look, the way I Corporate look at it is, work. Right, I, I've never been a fan of Lord of the Rings. I think it's for cons. But, but, put that to one side, right? I just need to make one matchstick minus two a year to cover my expenses to make a whole Dodge Charger and International Space Station, right? Mm. Probably have a bit left over for some extra matches to start my next project, whatever that may be. So it's, it's, it's a price worth paying. Jalapeño. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I think we've, we've exhausted the matchstick thing here. Uh, yeah. Let's find another page to dwell upon from the random number generator. Oh, page 25. Quite near the front. Hopefully this will be a good one. And I'm really, can page. I just say now, Andy... I'm really yep. gutted that the random generator has not shown page one, two, three. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Because I just was flicking. And right. I Would you like me to look at it and just... Look at my page one, two, three, and I just want to see what your reaction is to the image you, you see. 
All right, I'm not necessarily going to do it because it's against the rules, but uh, one, two, three, let's open that up. Hey! Let's do one, two, three, Sam. <laughs> yeah, let's do one, two, three, mate. This is a sensational image. It's the best picture I've seen all year. Ever. We're recording this yeah. in 2020. I don't know, it might be going out in 2021. But that's the best picture I've seen all year. Yeah, it's been a terrible year, really, it for has. all of us, for so, so many reasons. But this has salvaged it right at the end. And it is, it's a picture, I'll describe it, it's Finley the Golden Retriever. He's on Twitter as well as Finny Boy Molloy. Uh, and it says, Finley the Golden Retriever can hold multiple tennis balls in his mouth at once. And I can see five green tennis balls there at least. That you are would not believe the size of this dog's mouth, um, <laughs> Finley's mouth, and also the the sort of flexibility of his doggy jowls. Now, I like any normal person love a dog's jowls. I love to get a jowly dog and sort of grab them and shake them a bit, yeah. <laughs> rag them around, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And fucking hell, Finley would be the perfect dog to do that with. A golden retriever you don't think of as a particularly jowly dog. I mean, the, the classic king. jowly dogs are your boxers, mm. your bulldogs, so so mm. on. But um, it turns out they have lovely big jowls, at least this one does. And you Finley wouldn't does. believe how sensational five tennis balls rammed into Finley's mouth look. Now it looks spectacular, and also the contrast of the green balls against his lovely, luxuriant yeah. gold coat. Now you yeah. might be thinking, "Oh, this is cruel on Finley, and he won't enjoy it." They're doing this just to get in Ripley's, believe it or not. His owners have, have forcibly shoved tennis balls into a dog's mouth, like yeah. an unscrupulous French farmer might ram grain into a goose's throat, into a right. goose to fatten up its liver. Yeah. But no, you couldn't be more wrong because. Finley looks absolutely delighted by his haul Sam, of tennis balls. Sam, Sam, does he though? Look at his eyes. Does no, he really look happy? I know, like, the balls are stretching his mouth into a smile shape, so we can't trust that. Yeah, I think that's his where eyes, you're, that's where I think his eyes. Do you think he looks like confused? Like, why? Why, why must I have all these balls in my mouth? I think he looks it's dead not behind that, the eyes. It's not natural. For a dog to yeah. have this many balls in his mouth at once. I mean, what's he got there? He's got five. It says he lives in New York. It says he's naturally talented, having surprised his owners when he was just two years old by picking up four tennis balls in his mouth. All right, so he started doing have it a look himself. At this cunt. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thought I was just an ordinary dog, didn't you? Look at this cunt. Thank you again. Yeah, yeah. He 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 started it then, so I'm prepared to believe that he enjoys it. Uh, it says nowadays Finley can pick up six. And then it says, talk about a mouthful. Whoa! <laughs> I like the writing in this book. It's funny. It's good. Uh, and then to the left-hand side, there's a little bit that just says, do you want to fetch? <laughs> it's almost like what Finley's saying to us. I like the editor of it. He's like, yeah, it's good, that Finley yeah. bit on page one, two, three. I feel it's yeah. missing something. St- I tell you what, <laughs> I know it's missing something. Stick a, stick a yellow sort of circle just down in the bottom left and write something funny in there. Like, I don't know, not this, because it's a bit shit, but something like this, but better. Right, do you want to fetch? Just use that as a placeholder, but put <laughs> some better in. Right, I've got for me dinner. <laughs> well yeah, done. Yeah, I'm glad, well done, I'm glad that we, we, uh, we did that. What were we? What was our target page originally? 25, wasn't it? Yeah. Come on, let's get back on track. 25 looked less promising. 25. Right, here we go. Oh, fire. 
Um, a fire department in Start, Louisiana, is known as the Start Fire Department, and their emblem is a bushel of flaming cotton, as in Start Fire. Uh, uh, Louisiana and Richard Gibson tells Ripley's the aptly named fire department organized in 1987 uh, despite a name that leaves just about everybody shaking their heads so it just says start fire where they keep the fire engines now, I do believe that I believe that 100% there's no reason to not believe that uh, it's also pretty dull it's pretty dull. Let's see if this page has anything better because this is one of those pages with not many pictures, just quite a lot of it's different... It's got little single paragraph entries, hasn't it? Tit-tits I'm original... I'm, I'm, sorry, go on. Tit-bits. Yeah. I'm Tit-bits immediately drawn to the, I'm immediately drawn to the one that's entitled Lost Fingers. <laughs> Let's see what that's about, shall we? Um, Andrew Shilladier, a champion bagpipe player from Dungannon, Northern Ireland, had all his fingers and thumbs amputated. Oh. Uh, after a terrifying autoimmune disease turned them black with gangrene. But he has a special bagpipe so that he can play it without fingers. There we are. He's he's, uh, salvaged victory from the jaws of tragedy. Yeah, the joke's on you, dickheads. (laughs) I can still play me fucking bagpipes. Can you imagine? Sit down and listen to this. He walked back into the fucking, into the bagpipe clubhouse, right? They were like, yeah, we won't be seeing him again. He's gone. We won't be seeing that again. You know, he lost all his fingers and thumbs to a fucking gang to a gangrenous disease. It went black. He was besieged. He was besieged by. He was beset by a plague. And he walks in, and goes, "Hello there, you cunts. Yeah, that's right. It's me. I'm back. And you're right. I haven't got any fingers or thumbs. But look what I have got: a fucking fingerless bagpipe, you cunts. <laughs> and I'm playing better and louder than ever." <laughs> Uh, it'll take more than gangrene to stop me Andrew Shilladay from paying the fucking bagpipes <laughs> so yeah as I say a, a, a silver line in there to that one um, there's another one here called same card and it just says Ken Myers from Leeds England has sent his wife Valerie the same Valentine's Day card for more than 40 years but with a new coded message inside every year. Okay, now it's a bit creepy. Here's another coded message for you. What the fuck? You're not in a John Le Carre novel, mate. Just write a poem. It doesn't elaborate. That sounds made up. Thirsty survivor Uh, Brooke Phillips survived for six days in the Australian outback, 1,700 miles east of Perth, in baking temperatures of 35 degrees centigrade by drinking the windshield wiper fluid from her car and also <laughs> her own urine. Isn't that nice? A lovely little story. Well, page 25 is throwing up all kinds of, uh, I wish all kinds that of we, treats for us here. I wish that we were offered the cover shifts on Heart Breakfast radio, like, <laughs> oh, Christmas. I think that's like Theakston and Amanda Holden, but they'll be off uh, going to the Bahamas for their Christmas break. And then they yeah. pull in reserves, which me and you would be made for Heart FM. Like on the, on the, on that show, you mainly just play records by like Westlife or whatever, yeah. and then you just have to fill small gaps. There's only very small gaps for talking, and a lot of it is just like you read out funny tidbits from the paper. But because yeah. we're pros, we just think fuck that. We'll just take in Rick, please. And you go now. That was Westlife coming up. It's Sophie <laughs> Alex Bexter. 
But uh, I don't know if you spotted this, Andy, but <laughs> this year's Ripley's just come out. And I've got to tell you this just before we go to Sophie Ellis Baxter. It's a story about someone called Brooke Phillips, who was uh, stranded for six days in the Australian outback. And get this, she survived by drinking the windshield wiper fluid from her car and also her own urine. This is murder on the dance floor. <laughs> See it's what 10 I mean? to 8. Yeah. Fucking great. That we we would fucking nail a job like that. I've I've while you were telling me that I uh, I delved a little bit deeper into the world of uh Leeds husband Ken Myers. Oh, you found out about him. Uh, in the Yorkshire Evening Post. He's 78-year-old. He's a novelist. Mm. He writes it's the same card. And he writes a new message into it every year. So he year, sends it to her, she gets it, she opens she, it, and then he, once yeah. she's had it on the mantelpiece of a while, he goes, I'll have yeah. that back, thanks for next year. I'll have year. that back for next year. Classic Yorkshireman. So, well, I was going to say, Yorkshiremen have got um, a, a reputation for being thrifty, let's yeah. say. frugal. Uh, Ken, Ken says himself, he says, uh, I worked in the industry for around 10 years and I designed hundreds of cards for big companies like Hallmark. <laughs> I sent the card to Valerie in 1979 and then again in 1980. After that, I just carried on because it was a novelty. <laughs> and also, cheap. I like, I, he says, I like to think I'm a romantic husband. I am a member of the Romantic Novelists Association, so I am a qualified romantic. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucking licence. What have you got? Fuck off, just stop sniggering. Yeah, he's, he's got a romance licence. Licence to romance, <laughs> fucking hell. That Do sounds you, like a I great go- name for an album or a, yeah. or, or a single by ABC. Yeah. Licence to romance. He, um, I think he had a bad time working for the big companies in the card industry, and he vowed never to pay for a card again as long as he lived. And that's why uh, he's been catch doing me this buying for a years. card on the commercial market. Let me tell you, only mugs that, buy uh, cards. That, that old fucking industry fucking stinks to high heaven. I know things about the card industry <laughs> that would blow the fucking roof off it. Yeah, but uh, until now, I have chosen to keep my powder dry. Right, because I'm not someone who likes to cause trouble and make waves. But suffice to say, I won't buy cards. And one of these days, if the fancy takes me, I will bring that whole stinking business down to its fucking knees. Suffice to say, I am in regular contact with the producers of BBC's Panorama. (laughs) And uh, there may or may not be a special episode coming soon. With lots of input from yours truly. It is true, when I did leave the industry, I signed a number of NDAs, but I felt that I was pressured into doing so, and some of the legal team at Panorama have taken a look at them and said there is several loopholes in them that will allow me to talk to the media. (laughs) I'm looking at the card now, Uh, and it's the first one, 1979, says Isle, as in the Isle of a... A, a room yeah. and then ooh and then view so he said I'll ooh view I love you right. 1980 Ire early do I really do and then 1981 ice till do I still do so mm, then he's just added to it every year it's tedious 1997 tilled Ifers dupe art till defos do part uh, 1998, an udder loss cheer, another loss, another lost year. Will oh. you suck me off? 
<laughs> please. The year after, will you please suck me off? <laughs> Come on, just once before I die. I can't accept I've had my last ever blowjob in the see, fucking Jim Callahan era. <laughs> 2017, can't get it up no more. Uh, can you just play with your tits in front of me? <laughs> so uh, there you go. That's 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 Ken. He's been doing that for 40 years, and and why not? You know, it keeps the marriage lovely, fresh and alive. Lovely Ken. And Although, all that sort of I we don't know what Mrs. Myers thinks of it. I would be fascinated to hear. Get a, uh, not not publicly, but if we she... if we met her and got a few drinks inside of her oh, and yeah, got her to yeah, open yeah, up yeah. privately of without course. Ken present, then we do the. I mean, what truth. she says, what she says publicly is Ken is a very romantic husband. After forty five years of marriage, those little touches definitely keep the magic alive. But, that know. said, there is no way I am sucking him off. I am sucking him off ever again. <laughs> I drew a line on all of that mucky I... business in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, and after that, the card started. Not a coincidence. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've got uh, to add it to it if it's a one. fucking trier. <laughs> God loves a trier. That's it from this one, Sam. Um, that's the first of all delves into Ripley's. Um, it's been a mixed bag. There's all sorts there, I think. Well, that's Ripley's. Um, the drinking of urine, uh, matchsticks. And uh, and us uh, resolving to watch backpack. every single Fast and Furious film in order yeah. live on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> back with more Ripley's next week. It's probably still available in the shops post Christmas if you want to get one and join in. Um, goodbye, bye bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.